This is why we cringe when we hear someone was prescribed a statin to lower their cholesterol based solely on total cholesterol or LDLC. They simply aren't good markers for cardiovascular risk and one should dig deeper before accepting a statin due to its side effects of muscle fatigue, weakness, pain, and elevated insulin resistance. Hi, I'm Dr. Morgan Nolte, founder of Zivli. As a geriatric physical therapist, I saw the heartbreaking effects of insulin resistance. At Zivli, our mission is to help you prevent and reverse insulin resistance for long-term weight loss and disease prevention through a low insulin and inflammation lifestyle. Each week on this podcast, you'll learn simple, actionable tips to lose weight, keep it off, and get healthy. If you're ready to create a body and life you love, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Today, you'll learn the difference between high LDL cholesterol versus particle number. This is important information to know. If you have either elevated total cholesterol or LDL cholesterol, ideally before you start taking a statin. I'm Dr. Morgan Nolte, geriatric physical therapist and founder of Zivli. We help adults reverse insulin resistance for long-term weight loss and disease prevention. Whether you're watching on YouTube or listening to the podcast, please take a moment and subscribe to get new information each week on insulin resistance, weight loss, and disease prevention. Know that if you're listening to the podcast, I'll show a couple of pictures on YouTube that are helpful, so I'll link to this YouTube episode in the podcast description as well. To help you better understand cholesterol, which can be a confusing topic with lots of outdated information online, let's do a quick review about what cholesterol is so that you can have peace of mind about your numbers and what they mean. Cholesterol is simply an organic compound. It's critical for life and we can't live without it. Cholesterol is not good or bad. The only bad outcome is when cholesterol ends up inside of the wall of the artery and leads to an inflammatory cascade, which results in the obstruction of the artery or atherosclerosis. An important distinction when talking about LDL is the difference between LDLC and LDLP. The C stands for cholesterol. This is the amount or mass of cholesterol carried in the lipoproteins or the ships. The P stands for particles. This is the number of lipoproteins or ships in your bloodstream. This graphic explains the difference between LDLP and LDLC. Each of these hypothetical people have the same amount or mass of 130 milligrams per deciliter of LDL cholesterol. They have the same amount of cargo, but the person on the left has fewer LDL particles or ships. They don't need as many ships because they are big. This represents large buoyant LDL or pattern A that is less inflammatory. The person on the right has more ships. They need more ships to carry the same amount of cargo. This represents small dense LDL or pattern B that is more inflammatory. The number of LDL particles or ships is what's actually important for cardiovascular disease risk, not the mass of cholesterol being carried in those ships. The more LDL particles or LDLP you have, the higher the chance a LDL particle is going to ding an endothelial cell lining your blood vessel, 
Squeeze into the subendothelial space and begin the process of atherosclerosis. Unless you know your LDLP number or get other advanced testing to determine your actual endothelial health, such as the endopat, you can't really know your risk for or degree of atherosclerosis. Another good test to assess your direct risk for cardiovascular events is a coronary calcium scan. The more LDL particles you have, the greater your risk of atherosclerosis. Again, LDLP matters. LDLC, or the amount of cholesterol being carried within the LDL particles, is only important if it's in agreement with LDLP. For example, if both are low or if both are high. This chart helps explain the concept. The LDLC and LDLP are both high with the yellow line and both low with the black line. The low LDLC only correlates with a reduced risk for cardiovascular events when it is in agreement with a low LDLP. The red and blue lines show LDLP and LDLC numbers that are not in agreement. This study found those with the lowest risk of a cardiovascular incident had opposite numbers. They had high LDLC and low LDLP. This chart clearly indicates that those with a high LDLP but low LDLC, which is what most people are trying to do when they lower their cholesterol, had the highest risk. This may be new information to you and the opposite of what you've heard, but the research is clear. LDLP, or particle number, is driving atherosclerotic or heart disease risk, not LDLC or the cholesterol within those particles. Another study that followed 2,500 women over 15 years found the same patterns. The steeper the line on this graph, the worse the outcomes. LDLP is the best predictor of cardiac events. LDLC is only a good predictor of adverse cardiac events when it is in agreement with LDLP. Otherwise, it is a poor predictor of risk. Now, this study did show a slight benefit to lower cholesterol, but only when LDLP was also low. The persons with the worst outcomes had low LDLC but high LDLP. This is why we cringe when we hear someone was prescribed a statin to lower their cholesterol based solely on total cholesterol or LDLC. They simply aren't good markers for cardiovascular risk, and one should dig deeper before accepting a statin due to its side effects of muscle fatigue, weakness, pain, and elevated insulin resistance. A standard blood test only measures LDLC. For more accurate results, you can get a lipoprofile test. This test measures the total number of particles and the size of each lipoprotein particle. Total cholesterol and LDLC simply don't give us enough information on the health of your LDL or risk for cardiovascular disease. This is important to understand because often people are fearful of eating more animal products because they're afraid they're going to raise their cholesterol, but most of that elevated cholesterol is from the large buoyant types of LDL. So while eating saturated fat will raise LDLC, recent studies have shown no correlation between saturated fat intake and cardiovascular disease. The food matrix or overall food composition is more important than a single food component. This is where the confusion comes in. Many of the old studies that touted a low-fat diet were based on the premise that high LDLC causes heart disease. Most studies did not measure the impact of dietary interventions on LDLP, only LDLC. 
Now we of course have to take LDL in context of other blood work and health markers. And I've done a separate episode on how to interpret your cardiometabolic blood panel. I'll link to in the description. But we often hear of people who are eating a lot of animal products with excellent blood work and biometric values like weight, waist circumference, and a healthy body composition, but still have high LDLC and total cholesterol. This rise in LDLC is caused by the saturated fat in animal products. But if other numbers are good and LDLP is low, the high LDLC and total cholesterol are likely fine. Saturated fat has also been shown to raise HDLC, which is protective against cardiovascular disease. For example, one of our Zivli members, Carol, completely reversed her fibromyalgia symptoms on a low insulin and inflammation diet and lifestyle. While her total cholesterol and LDL cholesterol went up, everything else came within normal to optimal ranges and she feels like she's aged backwards. We'll put a link to her full story in the description as well. If you want to learn more about how to reverse insulin resistance for long-term weight loss and better health, check out our online course and coaching program, Zivli, where we help adults do just that. Our program is the most in-depth, supportive, comprehensive, and evidence-based on the market. It gives you not only the strategy behind a low insulin and inflammation lifestyle that covers nutrition, fasting, sleep, stress, and physical activity, but also the mindset side of thought and habit change. Zivli includes weekly group coaching, optional one-on-one coaching, and unlimited email support to help you throughout your journey to better health. If you're watching this YouTube video or listening to this podcast live, enrollment for Zivli opens again in January, 2023. And there's a link in the description to book a free discovery call to learn more and get any questions answered that you may have about the program. There's also a link to join the waitlist so that you're notified when enrollment opens again. Thanks for listening to the Reshape Your Health podcast today. To learn more about Zivli, our online course and coaching program to reverse insulin resistance for long-term weight loss and disease prevention, check out our website at www.zivli.com. That's Z-I-V-L-I.com. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a rating and review on your listening platform and share it with a friend. I'll talk with you at the same time, same place next week. Bye for now.